You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Pets in the City is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code PETCITY10, that's P-E-T-C-I-T-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Step onto the sexy streets of animal attraction that is New York City. Welcome to Pets in the City, Life in the Urban Jungle. Join host Diane West as she explores the exciting lives, loves, and laments of the people and pets in the world's greatest city. Pets in the City, like the city itself, has something for everyone. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So get ready to get dressed to the canines and take a bite out of the Big Apple with your Pets in the City host, Diane West. Hello, all you cyber cats, kittens, canines, and critters of all creation. This is Diane West coming at you once again from the greatest city in the world, New York City, of course, with another episode of Pets in the City on Pet Life Radio. Today, I have a rather interesting show for you about the unofficial bird of New York City, pigeons, and the sometimes garish and cruel fate that they meet in a rather bizarre and uh, mysterious twist of events that you're not going to believe. Stay tuned for the interview. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the City will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hey, boy, how you doing? (coughs) What am I doing? (coughs) I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? (coughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your Lifebook page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. (coughs) No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial Lifebook. (coughs) No, not for Grandma. But we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity. And friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Or they can sign up on the PetLife Radio homepage. (coughs) Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here! (coughs) Create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And, you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, 
course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I'd kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another edition of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties. Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? And we're back. So, as I was saying, um, every year, you may not know this, but for the last few years, there has been a National Pigeon Day in New York City usually on June 5th or so, and people gather at the appropriately named Pilgrim Hill in Central Park, and it's, it's a sizable crowd to honor the pigeon. Uh, as we know, pigeons are a ubiquitous part of the New York City landscape. Uh, buildings come and go, but pigeons will always be here. However, there's been some rather controversial things happening for the last few years in terms of pigeons in New York. Some are alleging and emphatically stating that our pigeons are being stolen and brought to rather horrible pigeon shoots in Pennsylvania. Uh, so I spoke with one of the leaders of the movement trying to get rid of these, again, alleged shoots. But I must say the video that they provide is rather compelling. And the political intrigue uh, <laughs> allegations of uh, local corruption in politics in Pennsylvania and and as it relates to the pigeon shoots is, is rather amazing. So listen in for a rather interesting interview. And I have the pleasure of being in Central Park today on a gorgeous Saturday afternoon with the birds appropriately chirping in the background for what has become an annual event, National Pigeon Day. And today was a really great opportunity to meet with Stuart Shaffis, who is an investigator for the group Shark. And Shark stands for, give me one moment, Showing Animals Respect and Kindness. And they fight for pigeons. Now, yes, I know some of my fellow city dwellers, rats with wings, thus and thus, but this is not the group to say that to. So I'm going to have Stuart explain to us a little bit about what Shark does. Stuart, thanks for talking with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. So Shark is a group that's... Uh, what we do is we go for the animals. As you mentioned, you, the rats with wing, and I, and I just want to talk about that for a second. We don't discriminate in any way against animals in that thing that one is worse than the other. In fact, it's usually the animals who are attacked the most that we want to defend because they're the ones most in need of defense. And that's an important thing. I mean, each animal, no matter what species it is, is a living, feeling creature. They all suffer when harmed, and we feel strongly about being there to defend them and to stop cruelty. And what we've done here is that in Pennsylvania is the last state in the nation to allow live pigeon shoots. And uh, live pigeon shoots are one of the most barbaric and horrifying acts of animal cruelty. These poor creatures are stuffed for days in crates. They're deprived of food and water. Then the day they shoot, they're put into small wooden boxes. They're disoriented. They're literally launched mechanically into the air, and then they get shot 
Some die immediately. Many are wounded and die from a second shot, or if they, they may have, uh, they may escape into the nearby woods where they may die days later. It is horror upon horror upon horror, and we have dedicated ourselves to, to fighting it and to ending it in Pennsylvania. Now, there's actually a strange New York connection here, and I was wondering if you could actually clarify this for me. New York Tales magazine a few years ago, as well as other media outlets, um, had heard allegations from various people that there were actually uh, pigeon netters coming to New York to actually capture birds for these type of shoots. Is that correct? Well, we've heard the same thing, and there have been, you know, uh, talk about that. It's, it would be important if anyone had any evidence yeah, exactly. I haven't seen much evidence. Right. I mean, you know, the exact origin of some of these birds, it's difficult to know. But we've heard that. And if any of your listeners have any evidence or any thoughts, please contact us through the website to let us know. But it is something that we're looking into as well, trying to see if there is a connection. But they do get them from somewhere. You know, not all these birds are bred. Some of them are banded. Some of them come from, uh, you know, different sources. Some of them appear to be rounded up. Some from, uh, you know, the Amish country. They come from, remember, they have to deal in, a shoot can kill up to 10,000 birds. So they need constantly to get them from different places and different sources. So um, uh, it's very possible. And, uh, you know, if, if anyone knows, please let us know because that would be a big issue. Now, can you explain, I guess, in a nutshell for us what pigeon shoots are. I, th I don't think a lot of people are even aware of pigeon shoots. And I guess the second part of that is, in your opinion, what the heck is the attraction of this? Well, what a pigeon shoot is, it's literally, it's a target shoot of live birds. If you, go, if you were to in, in picture in your mind a pigeon shoot field right now, picture a baseball field, and there are nine boxes on the ground spread out in a semicircle. Now, in each box, they will put a live pigeon. And you have someone with a shotgun sitting basically at home plate. Someone else will pull various cords or mechanically release the birds from different boxes so the shooter doesn't know. And then they shoot the bird. Now, again, it's very inaccurate. It's very cruel. I mean, again, some of these... And these birds, they're not like flying in the sky or anything. They just kind of pop out of their right. box looking very they, bewildered. Yeah, it's important to know that they do not... Are, they are not released under their own wings. They are mechanically forced out. And then once they do, they'll start to fly. But again, I've seen birds literally, you know, forced out and then fall to the ground. You know, sometimes they do. If it's a really strong bird, they may be able to escape. A very small percentage does. But that's what it is. Again, picture the, you know, the Little League field. You're, the guy's on home plate. The boxes are pulled in random order, and they shoot them. And sometimes you'll have a bird shot in the wing and they'll fall down and, and stumble and stumble and stumble. And then what happens is after the shooting's done, they send usually young people out with nets to capture those birds that they can. And then they either kill them by crushing, breaking their necks, or they take them live to a barrel where they are suffocated to death. Is there a prize? Is there what, What's the idea of this? Well, I mean, it, a lot of these are competitions. Now, here's one of the big things involved, too. There does appear to be an uh, uh, illegal gambling going on with many of these things. It's considered, you know, a gambling issue. Uh, many of these things are given out trophies. So, like, you know, it's the shooter. You know, again, imagine it's a clay shoot. You know, someone gets a trophy. They have finalists. Many of these things are set up like that. Now, there are shoots where it's just done for fun. I mean, they're, they're all done for fun. I mean, you, you asked why somebody would do this. There are certain people in this universe who truly enjoy killing.
I mean, whether it's an issue of just causing pain to another creature, whether it's like the power of God over each individual life, but there are people who life is meaningless. And again, it's not necessarily just limited to pigeons. If you can shoot a, an innocent pigeon, look into your eye pigeon, and shoot it and cause it such pain, you're probably going to cause pain to a different creature. You know, a lot of these guys do shoot other animals. We know about that. A lot of them are very wealthy. A lot of these are wealthy lawyers and people of power who come to Pennsylvania uh, because most of the shooters actually aren't even in Pennsylvania. They're from out of state. And they, they, they've got tons of money that they spend because they enjoy killing. I mean, it's something that they truly enjoy in the same way that you would enjoy a sport or you're, you're, looking, on your you're looking at the smile on your dog, on your child's face. These are people who love killing. They get, they get a thrill out of it. Now, Stuart, you have made some rather very strong allegations of, about this and the kind of people that do this, and we're going to talk more to Stuart about that when we get back. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the City will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Pets in the City is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash city, C-I-T-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Join us every week on Wings and Things, where you'll find real answers to real questions about everything you want to know about pet birds. Care, feeding, bird products, travel, and more. Everything to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. From parrots to parakeets, cockatiels to cockatoos, you'll have a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about your fun, feathered friends. We're your hosts, Barbara Heidenreich from Good Bird Inc. and Robin Schwokas from the Leather Elves. How do I learn more about my parrots? Spread your wings and get ready to fly. Wings and Things, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties, Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? And we're back with Stuart. Now, Stuart, you are really making these pigeon shoots sound like organized crime. 
Well, you know, if you look at the money coming into the situation, if you look at the uh, the politics of it, you know, I'm not going to say organized crime, but it, in our mind, it's certainly criminal. And we actually, actually, we believe, and here's here, this is where it gets to this. Under Pennsylvania cruelty law, we strongly believe that pigeon shoots are already illegal. Now, the problem is you've got local DAs who refuse to prosecute. And let me give you a very specific example that we've documented. In a, there's a town called Berks County in Pennsylvania, and the, the uh, DA is unfortunately named John Adams, because John Adams was actually one of my heroes. Oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of put a... Very ironic. It, one of the few founding fathers that I, I truly appreciate. So it's an unfortunate use of the name. But here's what happened. The DA got $1,000 in donations from a political action committee called the Flyers Victory Fund. Okay? Now, that's a PAC that's sole purpose is to keep pigeon shoots going. Now, in, New, in, in uh, Pennsylvania, district attorneys are elected. So here's a guy who got a considerable amount of money from a PAC dedicated to keeping pigeon shoots legal. And what happened was a, a Pennsylvania Humane Society officer named John Seaton filed cruelty charges against a club in his district. Now, and what year was this? This was uh, le- the end of last year, 2009. Now, he should have recused himself. He should have recused himself because he took money from the very people that she charged. No, he didn't. What he did was he interfered. He went to the judge. First, he tried to get her to withdraw the charges. She refused. So that was an interference. And then he went directly to the judge and withdrew the charges himself. Now, in our opinion... When you've got an elected district attorney who's taken money from someone which would possibly be a criminal act, and then he quashes the charges against them, that's corruption. And you know, and you can look on our website. If you go to pashame.com, you will see all this stuff there. There's a letter uh, that we wrote to him uh, stated, laying this all out. So this is all documented. We got the records from him. And let me take it even further to show you just how corrupt it is. The person who runs that political action committee is a pigeon shooter who would have been charged by the Humane Society officer. So, I mean, that's how despicable it is. Now, but pigeon, I guess the operative word here is alleged, I guess. Now, the the pigeon shoots are technically not illegal in Pennsylvania. Well, we believe, we strongly believe they are. Okay, and if and, you know, and but there's and, no law on the books at this there's point. Not, there's not a specific law, but here's the thing: if you look at the, but see, the, if you look at the cruelty statutes to animals, it doesn't delineate every single species. So, and that's because you can't. I mean, you can't. You know, as my boss Steve Hendy, the president, likes to say, is if they were launching puppies from those boxes instead of pigeons, well, would they have been charged in a second? What's the difference? There's no law that says you can't launch puppies from boxes and shoot them. But under the cruelty statutes, it says it is. It says animals. So they should be. So we believe it's strong. And, and that will be tested in court. You know. But, and that's one of the reasons why we're also trying to fight to get the law passed, is because it won't be a question anymore. The question will be removed. Now you've said there's some other bigger interests as well. I have said today to the folks here that the NRA may actually even be at least... Uh, Tactically supporting the pigeon shoots. Uh, right. Even somebody said the Ku Klux Klan. Is this well, true? Yeah. Well, the, we know for a fact that the NRA viciously fights against the bill. That's why it hasn't passed for 20 years. Well, why would they be? I mean, I guess I'm trying. It's hard for me to wrap my head around why the NRA, which is such a 
big, powerful industry be, I guess, kind of putting their toe into something like a pigeon suit? Well, for them, it's just a couple of reasons. And, and I, you know, I don't even think most NRA members know they're doing this. I think they would be opposed by it. The average gun you know, owner who supports the NRA doesn't kill animals. We're probably pretty offended to know that their money's doing this. But there's a couple of things. First, we know there's political connections from the pigeon shooters to the NRA. There's a guy named Leo Holt who's the president of one of the clubs where Pigeon Shoot goes on. He was a board member of the NRA, and I say was because he just got defeated in election, I think maybe part due to all the negative attention he's been getting because of us, but whatever, but that's a pretty strong connection. You know, you got a guy with a lot of money on the board of directors to the NRA, um, so that's one thing. The other thing is the way the NRA works is that they don't want, they fight against anything that they perceive to even be within a mile of their issue. I get there's a gun used in Pigeon Shoot. So therefore, they fight against it. They go under the, the, the no excuse, no, nothing. Even though I would say 99% of the NRA members would be offended by this, it's a gun issue in Pennsylvania, so they fight it just because it's a gun issue in Pennsylvania. I mean, pardon the pun, but it almost seems like supporting something like this would be shooting themselves in the foot. Well, I mean, unfortunately, Pennsylvania is one of the states where, where the NRA has a real stronghold. Where they haven't, and, and by the way, that's why you know it's really limited to one state because there have been other states that passed laws or deemed it cruel, and the NRA wasn't able to stop them. But Pennsylvania is a big rural population, very gun. I think there's a million hunters in it, so it's a, it's one of the last, one of the major strongholds for the NRA. And again, that's why legislation has been so difficult to pass, and they, you know they're the force behind it. And again, now, is, Stuart, you said something interesting. If it was puppies being catapulted out of the box as opposed to pigeons there would be, you know, outrage. Now, I guess that, so you're kind of acknowledging, like many people do, that, you know, pigeons, especially here we are standing in the middle of Central Park, uh, there's mixed feelings about pigeons. Is there, I mean, there are people that would say, look, the pigeons are overpopulated. They can cause a problem with, with too many of them. Is there, you know, how else can we control their population without being cruel? Well, first of all, and I don't mean to be offensive, but that's, it's ridiculous in this level. Whenever, and, I, and I've fought hunting issues for years, and whenever somebody wants to kill an animal, the first thing they do is make people either afraid of the animal or disgusted by the animal or, or delineated. It's an age, it's been used, that same tactic has been used against people. I mean, look, I, I, from Jewish heritage. How did, you know, what did they say about the Jews in Nazi wartime? They were vermin. They were animals. And if, if something's an animal, it's okay to kill it. Why do you think they call pigeons, you know, every name, rats or vermin? Because you can kill a rat. It's okay. It's, it's okay to, you know, even though I don't believe that, they have to, in their minds, denigrate the animal as much as possible. Now, is there any relation in the universe between pigeon control and pigeon shoots? Absolutely not. We know for a fact that birds, some of these birds are being bred for this because they had band on it. You know, we tracked the band on one of these birds to a breeder. So right off the bat, that right. So right off the bat, we know we know that. Okay, we know that the, this is a business opportunity. You know, so it, there's nothing, there's no relation to it. Now, secondly, let me say this in defense of pigeons, and this is something I believe, and I think our gr our group believes in it too. I don't care what animal it is. I don't care what person it is. We don't discriminate. We don't hate. I, rats, I'd protect rats, I would protect a mouse, a pigeon, whatever it is. In fact, I think in many right, ways... but Stuart, if there was a rat, be honest, if there's a rat in your kitchen eating through your cereal boxes, what would you do? I'll tell you what, I've had, uh, I live in New Jersey, I've had uh, mice in my house, I got the humane traps and I put them outside. You know, I don't, I don't believe in killing. I mean, I've, I'm someone who tries, I, I, you know, I believe in 
not eating animals and fighting for their protection. Now, not everyone does, but for me, that was a very... I'll tell you how I give you a brief statement so maybe your listeners can understand it. When I was in college, I took in a stray dog who had been abused. And my eyes opened through hers that this was a living being. She wasn't a number. She wasn't a dog. She was an individual. And that was my journey to understanding that all animals are individuals. It doesn't matter if it's a pigeon in a park or a dog or a cat. They're all unique. They all suffer. They all feel. They all have feelings. If you stepped on their toe, they're going to cry. If you give them love, they, they will be happy. Now, since we know that they suffer, and most people would be against suffering, it was a very logical and, and step for me to say, I'm going to protect these animals, all of them. Again, you know, and especially if it is one of the most hated animals, it doesn't matter. Now, you know, and again, I would say for people who hate pigeons, look at a pigeon. Just take a second, next time you're out, just look at them. I mean, are they that evil? I mean, are they, are they going around, you know, hurting people? No, they're not hurting people. The whole, you know, are they going around causing damage? No, I, you know what, most of that's garbage. If you take a look at what, everything that's, that's happened, you know, we're in the middle of Central Park. You know, New York is one of the most built-up places in the world, right? These animals are trying to live here under our conditions. We should have a little sympathy for them. You know, they're not out to cause us pain. You know, I deal with the same thing with deer issues. You know, people think, oh, deer are these evil animals. No, they're not gangs of deer going around carjacking and hurting people. They're existing in the world we created for them. And as part of being responsible citizens of this world is to understand them and to really not hate them for it. Now, you said there is some uh, legislation coming up that you guys are, are keeping a real close eye on. Could you tell us the, the bill number and what the status is at the moment? Well, it, the best thing for, I would suggest for anyone who knows anybody in Pennsylvania is to go to pashame.com and you will see links there for the legislation. There's links to contact them. It's very important that, that, that people put pressure on their local politicians in Pennsylvania. Obviously, it's a little different. You know, we're in New York right now, but if you, people know people all over. You got email lists? Send them to pashame.com. You know, text your friends, whatever it is. If you care about this, if you want to really take a part in ending something so horrible, because every person listening to this can have a role. If this bill passed and you did something, you can smile on the day it passed and know that, you know what, I stopped something really horrible. And what's the bill number? It's slipping my mind right now, but it, it's on our website. You know, again, go to pashame.com. I don't want to give out any wrong information, so everything you need is there. Uh, and go to the legislation link. And where, where is it? Is it in committee? Is, is the clock running wait, on it? Well, it's waiting to be voted on. And again, from what we've been told, this is a critical period. Uh, so it's really the next couple of weeks. So if it's going to happen, apparently it's going to happen soon. So I would just suggest, you know, send them people, to, you know, anyone you know to the website. Do it today. As soon as you hear this, get off. Uh, once you've listened to the full radio show. <laughs> Thank you for that. The least I could do for you. Go to the website, pass the information around, and then, you know, as soon as the people can, start writing or calling. All right. Well, again, Stuart, I thank you very much. This is really compelling information that seems to really go beyond what I think most people think about this. And once again, everyone, the um, website you want to go to is Showing Animals Respect and Kindness. That's www.sharkonline.org. And if you prefer not to go online, uh, the number here is 630 zero one seven six and you'll be able to follow the bill and see some very disturbing videos so please be warned about that and once again thank you Stuart for being so frank and coming here to make the trip I appreciate your time 
And that'll about do it for this week's episode of Pets in the City on Pet Life Radio. I've, as always, I've posted some interesting links for you if you want to investigate this story further on your own. And please always feel free to send me comments. Again, just go to the PetLifeRadio.com website, look for my show, Pets in the City, and feel free to write me there. And, of course, please visit my wonderful colleagues at the Pet Life Radio website. We have everything for everybody. I want to especially thank our sponsors for keeping us on the air and allowing us to bring great news to you. And I would also hope that you visit my personal webpage, New York Tales Magazine, www.NewYorkTales, T-A-I-L-S, of course, dot com. For the latest events and community happenings in New York City, this is Diane West and her furry, finned, and feathered crew signing off in New York City. Until next time. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City. With your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Uh.